Well, hello, I am Matt Williamson, and we are talking fifth year options today. And yesterday was the deadline in terms of yes or no on a fifth year option. And frankly, it didn't apply to the Steelers. That was the Minka Fitzpatrick trade. So the Steelers did not have a first round pick that year. But this is going to be an alarming conversation for you guys, because first of all, that class led by Joe Burrow was better than this class. I mean, everyone, myself included, before we even saw that class in the NFL, thought that was a very good draft class. This past year wasn't in particular. And when we got, I'm going to buzz through every name that went in the first round. It's going to burst your bubble a little bit, and it should for every team of hit rate in the NFL. I mean, it's all these people, and hey, I'm part of that as well, that man, I'm psyched for Broderick Jones or, hey, I'm, you know, uh, whoever, Tennessee, and I'm psyched for Skaronsky. You know, okay, you know, everyone gives them these good grades. It's alarming how the world goes, you know, after this, this league. So a couple things to tell you guys about, which you probably don't know, is the CBA is not nearly as kind in terms of using the fifth-year option as people think. You know, everyone just assumes, well, you draft Broderick Jones, and pick up his fifth-year option, and then you worry about free agency. Well, first off, it's more expensive than you think. So there's four tiers of players, and position matters quite a bit as well. You're in tier one if you've been to multiple Pro Bowls. You're in tier two if you've been to one Pro Bowl. And getting to a Pro Bowl is not as hard as you think. You know, I mean, it's not an all-pro. It's going to the Pro Bowl. So that's tier two. There are playing time parameters is tier three. I mean, I can tell you all of them, but it's 75% or greater of their first three seasons, 50% or greater. So playing time matters as well. And then tier four is, they call it basic, which means you didn't meet any of the parameters. You basically have not done much and you're a tier four player, which is cheaper. So it doesn't tell you exactly where these guys are at in terms of tiers, but this is how things went. And I want to talk, talk a little, little bit about the concept, the perception of that specific draft class was there was a real tear break in that. And we'll just get to it. I'll actually I'll just buzz through some of these. So some of them are easy. Joe Burrow is easy to pick up, but it's $29.5 million you're paying Joe Burrow, which is a deal for him. But what about Young with the Carolina Panthers? If he has a decent showing, you know, through his first couple of years, or Daniel Jones last year did not get picked up, you know, like was Daniel Jones worth twenty nine million ish? I don't know. You know what I mean? Burrow's an easy one. So Chase Young was not. Oh, first of all, I want to say this too because I think this applies to Chase Young and might apply to the Steelers. If your option was not picked up. I think any of these guys that we talk about not getting picked up can be had pretty cheap. Like, I don't know what Washington would want for Chase Young more than any one of the other guys that didn't get picked up. But the writing's on the wall that, hey, well, I'm only using this guy for probably another year. And there are instances, Terrell Edmonds, for example, where you can resign him after they hit free agency. But I think you could trade for these not picked up guys reasonably cheap, especially if their season goes to crap and by the trade deadline, Washington has no chance to make the playoffs or whatever. 
But I don't know how much you guys are draft Knicks, you know, but this wasn't that long ago. I'm sure your memories remember some of this. And, you know, Mike Tomlin famously went to Chase Young and said, boy, I hope my team's never bad enough to draft a stud like you, basically. But everyone, I mean, more so than even Burrow, when the Wednesday, I'm recording this Wednesday, after the draft, I would have bet every dollar I had that Chase Young's fifth-year option was going to get picked up. And of all the players in this draft, I think he was the safest one to get picked up. Quarterbacks are a high-variable situation. Oh, he'll be good enough to you know exercise a fifth-year option. No. And it would have been $17.5 million this year to pick up a Chase Young option. I assume because he's been to Pro Bowls. You know, he started his career well. Same with Jeff Akuda to a lesser extent. But you would think nobody batted an eye when Akuda came out, third pick in the draft. And frankly, he was a better prospect then than Witherspoon or Gonzalez was now. You would, And he's been traded. He's not eligible to get his fifth-year option picked up. Because he got traded in Atlanta, altered his contract, but you can get traded and there's an instance of it here and they don't touch your contract and the new team can pick up your option or not. Akuda's a no. Andrew Thomas, tackle, yes, and an easy one. But he started his career slow for the Giants, but he's one of the best tackles in the league. And when he hits free agency, he's going to make a fortune. So what about Tua? I think it's pretty easy you pick him up. He's cheaper than Herbert, who's the next pick, and he's easy. But Herbert and Burrow were $29.5 million this year to pick it up. Two is only 23.1. And I assume some of that's playing time, Pro Bowls, what he's done to this point. Now, you have to do it. I mean, it's an easier decision than Daniel Jones a year ago. But, I mean, you're not sold that he's definitely the answer. I mean, it only goes on to injuries and durability with him. I mean, when he's out there, he's been really good, especially this past year. Fits the system great. Built the system around him. But hard to rely on. Again, Herbert was an easy one. Derek Brown is an easy one as well. Defensive tackles are getting expensive, expensive, expensive. And if you can get Derek Brown, a very good young tackle, for under $12 million, he's 11.6. That's an easy pickup for the Panthers. Isaiah Simmons? No. I mean, everyone thought he was a great prospect coming out. He's been used in a weird way. And I'm going to talk about linebackers a little bit here as well, because it applied to Bush a year ago. Um, but he was not picked up. CJ Henderson is that guy that Jags drafted him high, really hated him, traded him for 10 cents on the dollar to Carolina because of motivation stuff quickly after drafting him a year after. And the Panthers now have the decision to pick it up or not. They easily didn't. Not that he's terrible, but they didn't think he's worth $11.5 million. I think the Browns were torn, but they did take a, pick up Jedrick Willis, Wills at 14.1. Um, he's a left tackle. He's young. He's so good. You know, that, that makes sense. And if you recall, this was a great offensive tackle class. It was Thomas, Will, and then, and then Wills, and then three of them in a row, Wills, Becton with the Jets and Worfs with the Bucks. Jets are not picking up Becton. Bucks are easily picking up Worfs. But where I'm going with this is coming out of school, there's those four dudes, I think we're all better prospects than not only Broderick Jones for your Steelers, but any tackle in this draft. And not that Johnson and Wright and Jones are bad prospects, but this class to me had four. Close to elite offensive tackle prospects where 
I wouldn't call Jones or Johnson an elite prospect. They could become elite players. You never know what's going to happen. That's kind of the, the point of all this. Uh, Javon Kinlaw next, they did not pick up. Remember, they traded DeForest Buckner shortly before that, tried to fill the hole with Kinlaw, never really worked out. Jerry Judy, you would think, is an easy one. And I guess he is because it's only like $13 because he hasn't accomplished a lot of things to make it boost. But I bet they were on the fence. And then they drafted Marvin Mims with one of their first picks, too. So not a ringing endorsement that Judy is worth this money either. A.J. Terrell was an easy one for them. Really good young corner that you can get for $12 million this year. And then C.D. Lamb, unlike Judy, is a little more expensive because he's done more. He's just under $18 million. So... When I looked at this draft then, I thought that top 20, I guess it is, was clearly a position tier. And frankly, I didn't think Terrell was worth that pick. I thought Lamb was with a cutoff, that there was, what, 19 guys, I guess. I'm not going to count it off the top of my head. But the first half of the first round, unlike this year, every mock – me, anyone that does this for a living, pretty much had all those names we just mentioned. And I remember when Atlanta was on the clock thinking, there's only one more true first rounder in this draft, and that's C.D. Lamb. They took Terrell. I was wrong about Terrell. Terrell's a great player. And then Lamb. And then all of us thought there was a big drop-off at this point in the draft from that point on. And we were right. <laughs> and again, this was a really good draft class. So let's take a quick break. We'll, we'll go through the second half of the draft. And there's a lot to learn here. And then I want to kind of summarize it, which is really alarming. All right, we're back. So, again, as mentioned, this year, this draft class was the Minka trades. The Steelers did not have a first-round pick. But this is where they would have been picking. This is the Dolphins' second pick after taking Tua. And they took Austin Jackson, not picking it up. No chance. I mean, he hasn't played much. So, the Steelers would have had this pick. That doesn't mean they're taking Austin Jackson. Who knows who they would have taken. But it gets really ugly from here on out is the bottom line. Could it chase on the edge rusher for the Jags was the next picked? Horrible. I mean, not even close to considering it. Jalen Rager is now on his second team. Horrible. Not even close to picking up the fifth-year option. Justin Jefferson, of course you pick it up. And trust me, Philly fans hate that they took Rager over Jefferson. As you should. Jefferson's like the best receiver in the league. So obviously that's worth it. 19, just under 20 million this year for Jefferson is very worth it. Kenneth Murray. An off-the-ball linebacker, remember that, not picked up. Cesar Ruiz from the Saints, interior offensive lineman. And a good player, but not picked up because the number is $14.1 million. He's been a solid interior offensive lineman, a starter. But here's where things are a little goofy, is if you draft an interior offensive lineman, like hmm, Linderbaum went to the, the Ravens last year in the first round, to pick up his fifth-year option, all offensive linemen get lumped together. So, it's not Ruiz's fault he didn't get picked up. It's the fact that I got to pay him like a tackle. So, that's something that the Ravens or anyone that uses a first-round pick on an interior offensive lineman has to consider is 
you almost have to be Quentin Nelson stud level when this decision comes up to pay a guard or a center tackle money. So it's a flaw. I mean, I, I really think that they need to change that rule, to be honest with you. Um, here's another one that was picked up was Brandon Ayuk. I think that's a pretty easy one. He's a better player than people realize. Now, this is an odd one because Jordan Love was next. So he was not eligible to pick up his fifth year option because they extended him. So they messed with his contract. So they added a year to it. So he no longer has fifth year eligibility. But their own, they, the extension they gave him is really hedging their bets. It's not a massive Daniel Jones extension. They were giving him like $22 million a year, which is a little more than the fifth-year option. It would have been twenty. So I'm, call, I'm counting that as a half. You know, Jordan Love didn't honestly, you know, easily earn the fifth-year option. Very unique circumstance. So when we count these up, I'm going to call the Love move half of a pickup. And then the last four, Jordan Brooks, Patrick Queen, Noah Mbogany, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, not even close to getting picked up. So a couple things I want to talk about there. Off the ball linebackers, and we saw this with Bush. Very few get picked up. I mean, if you look at the last five years or so of 50-year options that get picked up, very few. They're not very good investments in the first round. I harp on that time and time again. I mentioned the interior O-line situation. That's just a wrinkle in the rule that screws over interior offensive lines. So running backs, Edward Solaire was the only running back in this first round picked. And his number would have been really low, like half of anybody else's because he hasn't hit any of the things, but he's also because he's a running back. So it would only cost the Chiefs $5.4 million to keep him. There's no one else under 10 on this list. And many of them, you know, Burrow's 29. I mean, it, it's it's rare to find a $12 million guy. Now, Jalen Rager would have been 13 million. That's like the next cheapest one I could find. So it only would have cost the Chiefs 5.4 million to keep Edwards Hilaire. And where I'm going with this is Najee. I mean, his turn's going to come up here before you can think about it. And I would hope that he's accomplished more good stuff than Clyde Edwards-Hilaire by then. And frankly, he already has playing time. Um, you know, maybe there's a Pro Bowl in his future. You know, who knows? But still, his number is not going to be very high. So that's attractive. You know, like that's one of the arguments of drafting running backs in the first round because that fifth-year option costs you very, very little. So I thought that was really interesting. And then I always look at that Clyde Edwards-Alaire pick. And remember that the Steelers were very much in a running back market that year. They ended up with Claypool, but Dobbins, Jonathan Taylor, Akers. Uh, there was another one that went early second that were all linked to the Steelers, especially J.K. Dobbins. But I always think about, I always make the joke that Andy Reid, who no one's crying for the Chiefs. They've done just fine. They won the Super Bowl that year, by the way. But imagine, I always make the joke that Andy Reid used to walk out on the on the, the practice field, look at Clyde Edwards-Hilaire these last three or four years and say, what if you were Jonathan Taylor? Like, imagine what the Chiefs would have been like if if that's Jonathan Taylor at 32 the last couple of years and not Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. So I thought this was really alarming. And again, this was a better draft class than the one that just happened. I believe that wholeheartedly. That doesn't mean that people can't hit in this class and they can't exceed expectations. But in terms of what they were as prospects coming out of school, I would have had higher grades collectively on this 32 
than the 31 guys that just went in the first round. And of the 32 that we just talked about, only 12 50-year options were picked up plus Jordan Love. So 12 and a half out of 32 50-year options were picked up out of a very good class that had C.D. Lamb and Thomas and Burrow and Herbert, you know, and in the final 12 picks, which back then were the playoff teams. And again, after the true first rounders were gone, the only one in the final 12 picks picked up were Justin Jefferson, Ayuk, and Love is a half. So two and a half of the final 12 picks picked up their fifth year option in this draft. So I thought all that was really interesting. I think it's a... A history lesson, you know, we can learn from history, you know, off the ball linebackers are bad investments, you know, all these guys that you just assume, oh, my favorite team picked this dude and we'll have him for five years. We're definitely going to pick up a fifth year option. How could you not on Will Anderson? You know, Will Anderson wasn't as good a prospect as Chase Young. I mean, everyone in the world assumes, oh, Will Anderson, pick up his fifth year option. We got him, you know, ah, who knows? You know, so that's where I'm at. Uh, I thought that was interesting and talk to you later. (laughs) 